Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Seven Podcast. We are so excited to be here today and be uh, chatting in your ears. Hopefully it is a pleasant sound and not a buzzsaw sound. Uh, buzzsaw because, you know, we are out of Halloween. We're now into uh, November, so the month of Thanksgiving. So, Micah, what are you thankful for this month? And I've uh, been going through some stuff recently, so just thankful for another day of life. I mean, it's yeah, just man. as simple as that may sound. Um, every day is a blessing, as I've been telling myself. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes just simplicity is always is always better than trying to think of being thankful for these big exaggerating things. Because you know, at the end of the day, just waking up and just participating in life and having new experiences is um, is a blessing. It's I'm thankful for that. Uh, so today, um, last month in October is usually considered Pastor Appreciation Month, or some people call it Pastor Appreciation Day, where they designate a day to honor their pastoral staff. Uh, so today, Mike and I are going to be talking about um, pastoral appreciation and kind of what it is and, and just kind of some of the things that people do, or maybe some people don't do that uh that they should do to kind of show uh, caring for their ministers. But before we jump into that story's gone wild, Micah, do you have a story for us? Um, it's every week because I forget. <laughs> um, I don't know why I forget it because we do it every single week. Um, do you have one? I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I do have one. So um, what, what are your thoughts on haunted houses? Micah. I'm not big on Halloween, so I mean, You're I could care less. So, I don't, they don't offend me or anything. I could just care less, though. Yeah. So it was interesting because part of me was like, you know, there's a couple of my teens who wanted to do like a haunted house, some of my older high schoolers. And I'm thinking, okay. So there's that one part of me that says, okay, yeah, let's do it. That'd be fun to do because I like Halloween. So be, And I haven't done a haunted house since I was a teen. So yeah, let's do it. At the same time, it's like, well, this is a church event. <laughs> it should churches be participating? Because, you know, again, um, you know, should I even be doing this? But then I'm thinking, but wait a minute. I'm not in a very uber conservative evangelical church. I'm kind of in a more, um, I would say I'm kind of even more in a moderate church. And so moderate progressive? Mo moderate, maybe. I I mean, I think there's a, some things where they're very conservative about things, and there's some things where they're very progressive about things. So I always kind of see it's kind of in the middle, I guess, depending on who you talk to, depends on where that pendulum is within the church, which um, ironically, we got in trouble this week because um, for those of you who don't know, in Ohio, there's this big um, issue that we're voting on, um, uh, issue one, which is focusing on topics like abortion and women for reproductive rights and all this stuff. And I've been seeing advertising out the wazoo. Like, I think I, I think like yesterday was the first time I saw something about issue two, which I had no clue there was an issue two. I knew there was like an issue one and an issue 17 about the school, about the libraries, but really issue, issue one, two. issue one, issue one, issue two has to do with um, procedures for cops when they pull people over. And then there's some, other law enforcement things like i just saw like a quick thing i'm like oh 
I didn't really catch it because I was surprised that I was seeing something that wasn't issue one. So I have to go back and really look at what issue two is. But it's like it has something to do with cops and pulling over. Then they start talking about drugs and gummies. Like that was the commercial I saw. So I'm like, okay, like what does pulling someone over and gummy drugs have to do with anything? But um, but somebody because outside the church we have this big we have this big like green space outside right next to Broad Street, which goes right into the city of Columbus and separating Broad Street's like one of those medians that they have trees and some grass. Well, someone put a vote a vote no for issue one thing right outside the church. But it wasn't in our property. It was in that median, which technically that's government property. So that's illegal. You can't put anything out there, but because it was in front of the church, people thought it was the church putting a sign out and the church was church secretary comes in the work. and said had a bunch of messages of people getting angry that we were taking a political stance on something or the church table exists. And we kept saying, uh no that's not us that's in the median and that's government property and it's illegal and it's been taken so we had to go over there and take it down because people thought it was us who put it out there and it wasn't <laughs> but i feel like that's been a thing like people just pulling up signs people like putting up signs and then someone taking them down because they don't like what it says so that's been a new phenomenon which is interesting but that has nothing to do with my story so we decided to go to this haunted house and there's i had a couple of teens that went with me and oh my gosh, the detail was great. Uh, I didn't get scared. I just laughed the whole entire time. Plus, usually they're not scaring a big, gigantic dude like me. They're probably afraid that I'm going to like sock them. But like the, the girls who were with me who were kind of back, I could just hear them ah every five seconds. But the thing that I hated about it was they were pumping music in that room. And it was so loud. Like it was almost to the point where it's like, I have to put like earplugs in because it's so loud. Like I couldn't even think straight. And I had one student who literally is walking through the haunted house with his hands over his ears, just walking through. <laughs> so it's just wild how loud those places can be. And I think that's the thing. It's more just to disorient you. So the scares are good because they can't like touch you or do anything else. They just have to like jump at you. And that's the scare. But I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was a little weird and interesting how things have changed so much since I was um, went to haunted houses when I was a teen. Well, not that I have like personal stories going wild, but like the piggyback off of your issue one thing, um, I was reading in the local news, uh, Cincinnati News uh, website yesterday on this that website yesterday that there van there's been vandalism of churches in oh, Cincinnati wow. because of the whole issue one thing. So. Well, it's, like, uh, what are they vandalizing? Like, they'll, um, churches are either supporting or not supporting the issue, and they're making that public in their, you know, oh, on wow. their property and their churches, you know, the church property. And then people are going and vandalizing the signs and vandalizing the churches as a result. Oh, so, gosh. And then, of course, my big thing is maybe churches shouldn't have an issue with politics. They should stay neutral. They used to that before. Sense. Yeah. But, Which I, I kind of agree. Well, I mean, well, even like I think there was one time where someone actually called the church and it was a church member and they were just saying stuff like, you're not trying to force any type of opinion. And that's the thing, like um, our lead pastor, she um, she's not going to be at, uh, in the office next Tuesday because she's actually does. Um, she actually does the whole ballot counting, so she's not even able legally to be like push her 
whatever her views are because she works for Polls. doing all that stuff. So, but she works at the poll, so you can't really be like, "Hey, I'm using my platform to say vote yes or vote no for these issues." Like, she can't do that. And and that's the thing. Like, my son always says, "Oh, can we put a sign in our yard?" I'm like, "Absolutely not. It's not our property. It's the church's property. So I can't put anything out there." So. I'm sure if I did, I don't think anyone would care. Like, but I'm sure there'd be a church person who would see whatever sign I put out there and say, "Hey, you shouldn't be putting signs out there." So I just don't anyway, just in case. It you should put like, issue. you should get a sign that says like, um, like Bush Cheney 2004. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or something like super old, like or uh, uh, Clinton or whoever. Well, Al-Gore. I have I have one sign out there. It says a star reader lives here, that I got from the public library. Um, I did have a sign years ago when I played rugby. It was like Rocktown Rugby, the best ruck you'll ever have. And uh, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, put it up to do advertise. Like, yeah, I can't put that up in my yard. <laughs> I live in a church parsonage. I can't put Rocktown Rugby, the best ruck you ever have. There'd be some church people who'd be complaining to my elder board about that. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, so Micah, what's what's your story, man? I don't have one. That was what kind of oh, was, yeah. your, was your thing was about the um, issue one in Cincinnati and how they're vandalizing churches and how I think that's crazy. Man, good thing they weren't vandalizing churches for issue seventeen. I also support our public su- support our public libraries. Isn't the issue one thing something about marijuana to legalizing marijuana in the state of Ohio? No, I maybe I, that's I, on I, the ballot in November or this month. It, maybe maybe it might be issue two because maybe that's the whole thing about why there was a. Highway patrolmen like talking. Uh, now I'm now I'm very curious. But why I looked that up? Let's talk about pastor appreciation. So, Micah, you've been attending a Presbyterian church. What did they do for uh, pastor appreciation? Did they do anything for pastor appreciation this month? They did. They just I think they waited till the last Sunday of October, and then they just acknowledged that they're super thankful for pastor and his wife and everything they do and everything that they do for the church and the stuff that they don't see. Um, happen you know all the behind the scenes stuff that we do as pastors and leaders and churches that uh, the lay people don't see um and then they gave them a gift um and i think i want to say that we had a dinner after after service for them um but yeah they they waited till the last uh sunday of october to do that and some churches uh i don't know depending on the size of churches they'll either pick a certain Sunday, like you said, or they'll take a sun, uh, you know, a couple of Sundays to, to acknowledge staff, um, you know, et cetera. But um, I've seen it done a number of ways. Mm. Is your church, uh, did Bexley do anything? Yeah, we did. So actually it's funny because we have so many different teams and so many different boards through the United Methodist Church, like sometimes it's like, okay, who do I talk to to see if anything's happening? And I think so I talked to our business manager saying, hey, are we doing anything for pastor appreciation? I said that at the beginning of the month. And she's like, let me talk with the, you need to talk to the board of pastoral care and relations. So I talked to them and they said, yeah, what, what do you think we should get? You know, they're asking me, what do you think we should do or what should we get? you know, the pastor, because I think last year they did like a spa gift certificate. So she was able to go to a spa, get a massage, all that stuff. But 
You know, she's not the type of person that's like, ooh, yeah, let me go get a massage. <laughs> so, so, um, but I knew she liked to cook. So I actually went out and I went and got her. And since we have two services, I had to like split up the gifts into two. So I could present one for the one service and one for the second service. Or we could um, just give it to her, take it away and give it to her again. True. I mean, we could do that, but it's just like, yeah, nope. But we ended up getting her, um, I ended up getting her some Penzi spices. And then I also got her some like infused olive oil and some balsamic vinaigrettes, which is funny because during the 11 o'clock, which is our traditional service, she gets the back, she's opening up, she can tell she's a bottle, and then she's hesitating to open it because she thinks that maybe it might be like a wine bottle. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's olive oil. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you a wine bottle from the entire church. We're not Catholic. Goodness. But uh, yeah, so no, but I think it was a good time. We got to honor her and, and you know, the kids got to write up a card and we got to uh, give that to her. So it's kind of like on behalf of the church and made sure the children got to have some involvement in it. But that's kind of what we did. And we did that. And it was funny because I did that um, like before the end of the month, I did that. And she's like, Oh, just you wait, Scott. We still have one more Sunday this month, so I'm going to get you. I'm like, okay. Never did, but that's okay, because I'm like, I'm at a point now where it's like with pastor appreciation, since I'm in an auxiliary role, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to make sure, you know, the lead's being taken care of in, in some ways. And, you know, if I get something, if I get a card, that's great. If I don't get anything, I'm content and I'm okay with that, too. Um yeah, I've also so, seen it done in a number of ways where like they just acknowledge the lead pastor and his wife uh-huh. and their family where they do the whole staff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and I think that's interesting. Cause I think, um, I don't know. I think that, you know, even though you might have other pastors on staff, I mean, cause technically you even have pastors who may be retired pastors or people who are ordained, but they're just like lay leaders in the church. So, you know, you can recognize everybody um but i think for most churches they usually kind of just hit hit on the lead and very rarely do you get recognition a lot of recognition for like a you know your worship minister or your children's minister or your youth minister or or your minister of uh technology um or whatever the case may be but um yeah so uh yeah and it was actually interesting because i always thought about well like when did pastor appreciation like start? Um, and I know people always interchange pastor appreciation month versus day. And I'm thinking, well, isn't it a month? And then I end up finding a resource that talks about how originally back in uh, 1992, uh, focus on the family actually pushed um, for, um, for churches to celebrate and appreciate their pastors and clergy appreciation month. Um, and they were very adamant in pushing on it. And then from there, um, eventually they dedicated a day, which has become Pastor Appreciation Day, which um, is usually like the second Sunday of October is usually what's considered Pastor Appreciation Day, um, which I didn't even know that. Uh, but one thing I thought was fascinating is as of 2019, um, and this is probably when the article was written, that in 2019, they say that there is 458,000 ministers that are employed in the United States. 458,411 
individuals um, are employed as clergy in the United States of America. Um, so I thought that was fascinating. I'm sure that number has dropped. <laughs> since, that was 2019, right? That was 2019. So yeah, it has dropped, especially since looking at the most recent um, statistics from Barna, um, they don't really tell you how many people have quit, but they did a survey on how many of you have con considered quitting full-time uh, ministry. And in January of 2001, when they did this survey, like 29% said yes, and 71% said no, as opposed to the next year, from 2001 to 2002, the yeses jumped up from 29 to 42%. And the no dropped from 71% to 58%. And, and and when you look at and when you look at um the, the main reasons why, the top three were the stress of the job, feeling lonely and isolated, and the current political divisions. Um I think I would agree said, with all three of those. Oh yeah, I'd agree. And um the fourth one coming in fourth place is I am unhappy with the effect the role has had on my family. That would uh, probably also, be like two for me or like two or three somewhere in there for me. So uh, let me, let me just read these statistics. So the stress of the job, 56% of pastors who were surveyed said it was, they, they considered quitting because of stress, um, feeling lonely and isolated, 43%. Um, political divisions, uh, 38%. The effect of the negative effect it has on their family, 29%, and also falling in 29%. I'm not optimistic about the future of my church. That's also sits at 29%. And then 24% uh, is my church is steadily declining. So those are like your top five. Uh, and then some other ones is I'm not satisfied by job. I don't feel respected by my congregation. I don't feel equipped to do ministry. I don't have what it takes to be successful. I don't feel supported by my staff. Um, I'm experiencing a personal crisis of faith, and I don't feel respected by those outside the church. That that sits at six percent, <laughs> and then, but then the high, the second highest or the sixth highest is something else. That sits at twenty one percent, something else or undefined, like it's something not listed on this chart. So that's pretty big too, that there's at least 21% of people who say all those options, it's not, it. it's something else that makes me want to consider quitting. So yeah, that's very interesting, which again, kind of goes back to why I think this month is so important to show appreciation to clergy, because if you don't, it's almost kind of like a, a slap in the face. It's almost like your pastor or your pastoral staff is working, they're stressed, they're starting to feel burnout. So just having a special dinner or just a public acknowledgement um, of from somebody in the church saying, hey, we appreciate you, we love you, uh, sometimes that goes a long way. Even if your church doesn't have a lot of money to give, just acknowledgement, I think, can go a long way. Yeah. Um, uh, when, Michael, when you were doing worship leading and, and everything, were you ever recognized or did you ever get any pastor appreciation stuff when you were doing ministry? Yeah. Um, like I said, every church that I worked at was different. Um, you know, one church I worked at, it was like 
they just acknowledge the pastor and his wife. And, you know, even though we have multiple staff members, they uh, just acknowledge them. I think that they acknowledge them publicly in the service. And then they had a dinner or a, like a, um, I don't know, social afterwards where they had like cake yeah. and ice cream and stuff like that. And they had everybody come. And um, yeah, so that was one way of doing it. Um, another way, I, uh, the more recent one I worked at, they did a, like a dinner after church. They acknowledge all the pastors during the service. They prayed for them. And then they had like this big card basket for all the different pastors. And so money and gift cards. And I got like a really cool coffee cup one year, um, a travel mug or something like that. Um, and in other churches, you know, they, you know, the church would just give us like a bonus in our, our salary, you know, $50, hundred dollars, something like that. So it's been done differently everywhere I've been. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I'd say the same thing, like, you know, all the different years of being at churches, um, you know, there was always, um, you know, sometimes people would give me a gift or a card or maybe a check from the church, an additional like payment. Um, I also don't like making things, people make a big deal about me for, oh, for yeah. and so for those, I always cringe at those because I'm like, Please don't make a big deal about me. I'm I'm just grateful to be here. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like I'm there too. Like I mean, I like the gifts, and I think it's nice. Um, I think sometimes just a, I think in some ways just saying like, "Hey, Pastor Scott, thank you so much." Even if I'm just like not, but I think it's when we have to like get up there and like parade ourselves. Like, here's Pastor Scott, and here's his family, and I get it, it's <laughs> nice. But I know for like Laura, like very uncomfortable kind of being paraded in front especially when we had kids because our kids are so antsy anyway and they always yeah. pick at each other you don't want to have that thing where it's like okay here we are we're praying and next thing you know like peter's pulling elizabeth's hair while we're praying to support our <laughs> pastoral family like yeah that's not good um i remember one year like i remember one year i was getting ready to go to church and um, and usually I'd walk to, I worked, walk to church. I have like a little bit of a walk and I usually would go through the back door. So there's a lot of greenery that separated the parsonage from the church. And I remember one year there was a bunch of sheep, like someone made a bunch of sheep and stick them in the ground. And then there was a sign that says, you know, we love you, Pastor Scott from the flock. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's really nice. So that was really good. Like, and, 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 and think, and frankly, like I couldn't even remember, like if I got like a dinner that day, if I got cards with gift cards or cash or any monetary gift for past appreciation. Like, I don't remember. I just remember that. Like that was, cause that showed like either, you know, a, a handful of people, or even if it was just one person who did the whole thing, like I never knew, but, um, but I think that sort of thing would be like, oh, you know, someone took time and care to show, hey, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, now, on the flip side of that, I had one experience where nothing happened. Like, it was October. And, you know, and that's the thing. I think that's always the thing, too, because as your pastor, you go, okay, it's October. You see on Facebook, you see all your other pastors. Oh, I'm so thankful for my church. They did this. They surprised me with this. They surprised me with that. I'm so thankful. And then you're sitting there and you're like, okay, first Sunday's done. Second Sunday's done. 
third Sunday's done. We're now getting to the last Sunday of the month. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, is something going to happen? But I think that's probably why they did a pastor appreciation day and said, hey, it's like the second week of October. So the pastors are not waiting until the end of the month going. So people remember. Yeah, um, true. Um, but I remember, because I remember this was just after COVID. So this was 20, 2021. So, you know, we're, we're still meeting. We're, we're having churches and stuff. And I know, I remember because Laura, one of the kids was sick. So Laura stayed home. And it was a Sunday and um, we went there, we started service, we went through the whole entire service and Laura, I come home and Laura goes, hey, I'm sorry, we, you know, the kids, you know, kids were sick or something. So we got on late. Did, did anybody say anything? Did anybody say anything saying, hey, we appreciate you or anything like that? And I said, no. No one from my elder board said anything. No one from the church said anything. Um, I don't even remember if I got a card. And not just like a card from the entire church on behalf of the entire church. Like, I don't think I got a card from anybody. And, 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 and after that, I think Laura was furious. Yeah. And she and she was the one going, yeah, I think it's time for us to go. <laughs> like, it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think it's time for us to go. Like, and actually, I think that was kind of like the next day. That's when I started really looking and updated my resume and really started looking for another to serve elsewhere because it's like, you know, after going through a very tense, not only going through a very tense pandemic, but going through another tense political turmoil year just to have a year where no one says anything to say hey thank you so much for loving on us thank you for trying to keep us moving forward in our mission even though the world's kind of crazy right now like nothing and it was it was it was just heartbreaking and you know and now like you know occasionally i'll i'll, I'll get like maybe one or two cards from people from that church saying hey we appreciate you we love you thank you for because i still call people i still talk to people i still pray with people you know, especially if I know, especially if I know that they're sick or something happened, I'll try to make sure I have time to give them a call and just check in on them. But yeah, like to me, it's kind of like, wow, that, um, that, that really stung. And again, I don't care about gifts. I don't care about, I mean, they're nice, but I really don't care about that. But just simply, I think just saying, Hey, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for the hard work you're doing. That goes, I for me, personally for me, that goes a long way than me getting a gift card to Chili's or getting like a check in the mail for, you know, $300 or whatnot, like, or even getting a check in the mail for like $25. Like, you know, I think just the acknowledgement of the sacrifice and hard work that I'm trying to do for the church or any pastor's trying to do for the church is kind of a blessing enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I don't think people realized what we went through during COVID. Like some churches weren't able to be online. Some people had, some churches had to scramble to get online. And then, you know, you pair that with, you know, everything we went through going into an election cycle. And then, you know, for them to forget pastor appreciation on top of all that, after everything you went through, 
That's crazy. Yeah. It is. It is crazy. And I'm and I'm surprised that you know, I think that's the thing. I'm surprised that when you have a church of you know, I think when you have a church of especially since this has been going on since nineteen ninety two officially, or at least that's what this article's saying. I mean, pastor appreciation has been around since nineteen ninety two. So at least if you've been going to the church and been a part of the church life since 1992, you probably know that every October there is a pastor appreciation month or pastor appreciation day or, or something sometime in October, you need to take a day and appreciate those who are, to our, who are serving you. And um, yeah, and I think that's something that's very like, even today, like actually right now, like this afternoon, like me and the lead are going over to someone's house who's trying to clear stuff out of their house. And, we're taking plastic shelving to go put in our shelf space down in the basement to add more storage because we have boxes and other things on the floor that need to be put on racks. So it's stuff like that where it's like, you know, most people in the church are going to know that their pastor, their their 60-year-old pastor is going over to someone's house and moving shelving, <laughs> you know, Uh with the with the with the with the family minister. <laughs> you know, they're not seeing that the pastor gets an unexpected email saying, hey, you know, my husband just passed away suddenly. And now all the work and the, the day that they had planned to work to finish bulletins, to finish their sermon, to do whatever, they now have to go and minister and love on someone who had just lost their spouse. Yeah. And probably spend be up to like midnight that night or spend all day Saturday when they should be having a break, having time with their family, spending all day Saturday working to make sure their sermon's ready for the next day. Now, I don't think a lot of people know about how much stuff, like we had people come to check our roof out to make sure our roof was good. And here's the pastor literally going through the attic and getting on top of the roof of the church, which the church is not a small church. It's about three stories up. Yeah. So you have a pastor who's on top of a three-story roof looking at the roof with some roofers. I'm thinking, dear Lord, like, you would not catch me up there at all. So I think that's kind of the big thing that I think a lot of people need to realize is that, um, you know, pastors do a lot more than just preach on a Sunday morning or pray with people who are sick or go visit people who are having surgery in the hospital or do weddings and funerals. Like there's a lot that they do that a lot of people don't know because frankly, uh, you don't see it. You don't see it. And I think that's kind of important. So as we kind of wrap this uh, episode up, for those of you who are pastors, I know, I don't know how your pastor appreciation uh, day or month went, but, but the Scott Simmons podcast would just like to say, we see you. We know that you're working. We know that you're busting your butt off. We know that you have moments where you feel like you're failing or you feel like you are unequipped or, or maybe unqualified to serve at your church or, or that capacity. But we just want to let you know that, Hey, we know, we see you, we know you're working hard. We love you. And we hope that, um, you know, just always lean into Jesus and he's going to try to give you clarity and peace of mind to be able to do your ministry effectively. So 
that's uh, those are my concluding thoughts. Micah, you have any concluding thoughts to Pastor Appreciation Day? No, just love on your pastors. I mean, seriously, it's uh it's a it's a thankless job. It's a hard job. It's one of the most difficult jobs. Ministry is one of the most loneliest places you can be. Um, and you know, you were listing off some of the stats earlier, Scott. And you know, my family was, you know, when I was going through transitions in ministry in 2020, 2021, et cetera, um, I made my life a priority. Um, you know, was trying to really just make our marriage better and be intentional that if I ever got into a ministry situation again, um, she came first. So, um, yeah. So just love your, love your pastors, love your families, love their families, you know, you know, really press into the fact that they do work hard and, um, don't just appreciate them in October, like appreciate them all the time because they do all the hard work that you don't see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, friends, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for listening to the Scott Seven podcast. Hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you do, feel free to give us a review and give us um, whatever star rating you would like to, um, because that helps us be better and that helps other people find out about the show as well. If you think this episode is very insightful and helpful, please let us know. And if you are a pastor, again, we love you and we hope you're doing well. And we hope that your people that you're serving also appreciate and showing you love. Uh, this past month in October as well. So that's going to be it from us. Take care. Have a great day.